it going, Yamitators? Episode 124 with Adam Lustick. You guys, this episode was fucking awesome. Um, I had such a fun time. We talked about so many things. We talked about stand-up. We talked about... Um, we talked about his sketch group, Harvard Sailing Team, if you've heard of him. And if you haven't, check that out. Because... Um, yeah, it's great, and he's great, and it was a beautiful, beautiful time. But you know what? Before before we start the episode, let me just tell you this. Go to facebook.com slash Yamatat with Doug Culp. Go to iTunes, Stitcher, whatever you're listening to this on. Rate it, review it, tell people about it, spread the word. Duplex Comedy Suplex was dope. We had Dan St. Germain, Simon Gibson, and Brett Goldstein did a drop in all the way from the UK. He was over visiting and it was awesome. This um keep spreading the word, keep telling people about the show, and um let's get more people out here. It's been fun every time. And um yeah. 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 My Twitter is at Dugathan, D O U G A T H A N. The show's Twitter is at Yamatat, Y A M A T A T. And the Twitter for Duplex is at Duplex Comedy. There's also an Instagram, and it's at Duplex Comedy Suplex. Um, There's a donate button on my website. Um, Anything would help. Um, I put all all this together and out there because I love it. And um, no one's paying me yet. Yet. Okay. So now, yam it up. You guys, with me and Adam Lustick. Just, do you mind if I top my own ass off with some water? Absolutely not. I'd be good with that. Is this your bedroom? Obviously. Yeah. Look at the size of that TV, home. <laughs> Holy shit! Nice. It was it was a uh, a giveaway. I own a quarter of it. What do you mean? I only paid for a quarter of oh. it, and then my other three friends at one point were like, like a couple of years had gone by, and they were like, "We're probably gonna get another TV anyway." You're like, "You wanna go?" And you're moving to LA. Do you want it? And I was like, "Oh, thank you so much." It's pretty amazing. Yes. <laughs> cool. Yeah. I love your spot, man. How long have you lived in this apartment? Wow, what is this instrument? Uh, hold on the wall? Yeah. That's the remains of um, a piano that I had. What? Yeah. Um, it's I beautiful. Guess. I feel like it's like your rosebud. Thanks. Yeah, I... Uh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's like your... Look at the, This is like... What? I feel like it belongs to the Whitney. I, uh, I made it because um, my first piano shattered into a million pieces and then my friend Tyler was like, why don't you like take some stuff from it and make a little art piece out of it or something and I was like, good idea. That's super cool, man. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, this 
So it's not like reappropriated. This wasn't like a one piece of the piano. Right. This was a piece, and this was. But this, this actually is all in order. Whoa! All, the, all these keys are fucking cool. Really That's fly, man. I like. I'm into that. I'll, I'll buy it. I'll take it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just write you a four million dollar check. Yeah, I'm like. I'm uh, secretly a billionaire uh, art dealer. You have no idea. <laughs> I also love that we're like we're almost testing if we can do this with a printer again. Yeah. This is like. Adults. We did it. Uh, cool. So, how many people live here? We're doing it by a shift already. Two. Is that okay? Yeah, me and all the people. Okay, great. Sweet. Can I just flip the next around? Um, so, uh, I don't think I realized that you were <clears throat> so into. I mean, I don't have. I don't really listen to Harmontown. I've heard, like, I've listened to a few, and obviously I loved it. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Um, but. I mean, maybe we can talk about this on the podcast. Oh, it's already going. It's going right now? Yeah. This is it? Yeah. Beautiful. We got the TV chatter? <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, shout out right on. <laughs> this is like, <laughs> it's like the smart TV of podcasts where yeah. it's all, it's always it's listening. It's always listening. Always. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> the microphone is here and the red light is on and now I understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is like a covert mission. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, man. So... Uh, Awesome. <laughs> yeah. how, how you been? Uh, I've been well. Uh, I was saying that I didn't know. Yeah, I, I mean, I obviously, of course, love Dan Harmon, obviously. But haven't I'm not really, like, too versed in the podcast game. I'm only, like, sort of new-ish to, to the or podca- to capital P podcasts. General, yes, them, consuming yeah. them, yes. Oh. Sort of my friend Billy and I recently started <laughs> one on Jake and Amir's new podcast network, HeadGum, which is, like, they're starting this cool. podcast thing. <laughs> My friend Billy Scafuri and I have this podcast called No Joke, and we do it every week, and it's really great. And but is it's it like funny, it's ish. <laughs> <laughs> it's called No Joke. No You're joke. not supposed to laugh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no laughing. <laughs> yeah. We talk about Rwanda. It's a podcast about Rwanda. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> that is actually a good not idea real. for a podcast, though. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> 1993, May 1993 to October 1995, Rwanda would be a, you know, but no, it's not that, Uh, but we just goof around, but it's like, it's sort of opened the door to me, or at least just sort of opened me up to the notion of podcast. I know that sounds incredibly uh, baby boomer-ish of me, (laughs) like I'm an old crusty asshole who just got a computer, but uh, I feel like you're, I can already tell by being in your bedroom for like eight seconds that you are like far more on the the sort of um, computer tech Tech and yeah, scale, like, um, whatever, sure. than I am. I'm like, I have the glasses, I but I don't. Stuff. Yeah. You know, I can t- already tell that you know, like, all the stuff. I made and my I own don't, website. I don't even know how to do that. I, I took some classes online for two weeks. Cool. Two and a half weeks. Great. And then I was like, I think I know sufficient for my needs. <laughs> two weeks. Yeah, that'll about do it. That'll do it. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, it a ma- I'm a webmaster. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm a web apprentice. Yeah, exactly. A web apprentice. <laughs> I always thought that was sort of an arrogant phrase, the webmaster. That's what they would call them, right? Like people who would be like, ma- do you really have to use, just like web, ma- like manager would work? Master. <laughs> I bet it came from people being like, how in the fuck are you doing this? Exactly. Oh, you're like some kind of a web Wizard. <laughs> <laughs> And they're like, from now on, that will be my title. Exactly. (laughs) Because, like, nothing else is called, like, literally nothing else is referred. Good call. Yeah. (laughs) Lest we not forget. Dungeon Master. 
Yeah, but, and then Game Master if it's something that's not D&D. Because... But what do you mean master? What does that mean in that realm? Honestly, I ask out of ignorance. Like, oh, what does a game um, master mean relative to a game? A game master or a dungeon master is there to help, help the story along, not to force anyone to do anything, but also um, you're trying to trying to hit them hard, maybe trying to kill them or get them near death so that they work together and... and um, Understand. Oh, uh, yeah. But you're facilitating the fun, you're helping the story go along, and oh, also you do all the voices... Yes. You don't have to do voices, but it's fun if you do voices of the of the NPCs, the non-playable characters. Cool, of course. And yeah. you set the scene and you're sort of narrate it. Mm-hmm. My girlfriend, Maggie, loves D&D. She plays D&D. I really it's, don't, but she loves it. So she's really into it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, she's not really into it, but she's played it with friends before. And I com- fully, fully, fully get the appeal. Yeah. A hundred million gazillion <laughs> percent. Yeah. But what do you mean kill them and bring them close to death? You mean as a game master, it's more, it's exciting to watch them bond if you, if a com- bond over your common enemy. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, got it. And, um, and the interesting thing is if you're the dungeon master, then they'll be mad at the person, the non-playable character that you made up. Yeah. And not so much at you. They'll be like, dang it, I missed my check. All right. <sighs> Stupid uh, Gorgum, Gorgum, Gorgum face. Exactly. <laughs> but let me let me ask you this: as a gamer, are you an avid like gamer like that, like games like D and D and sort of um, like in person? What do you call those? Uh, are those just, are... Uh, gamer games. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, do any or of those games and, and uh, role playing games? Role play RPGs. Mm-hmm. Is that what they're called? RPGs. Yeah. Okay. Um, in those games, do you ever have you ever found in your experience playing them that um <laughs> that conflict in the game has ever carried over into actual real life with those friends? Oh yeah. <sighs> Oh, yeah. Can you tell me about it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> when, dun- when dungeon drama has become life drama. It's so funny that you say that, because, yeah, like, when when you're playing, when you're playing, and, like, when you're, like, really into it, and the story's going, and, like, you just got out of a fucking huge battle, and you don't know how we survived. I don't know how we... We have to take an extended rest so that we can heal, you know? <laughs> And yes. There was this one kid that we played with, and like he would roll his dice sometimes, yes. um, just while the game was going. Mm-hmm. And then when, when it finally got to his turn, he'd roll, and that's how his turn would go. So one time, what do you mean? Are you not supposed to roll while it's going? Is that what you're saying? Just like, that's... a distraction, and like, like it's, it's. He was just practicing his dice roll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Let me just be better at this ch- this thing that's random chance. I love it. People go, I gotta get the bad rolls. Just out, yeah, yeah, I gotta, gotta get the bad rolls. Bad it's more of a, I, if you get it down to a science, you can, you can, you can. <laughs> You're practicing. These are some bad rolls, man. It's these dice. It's these yeah. dice. Okay, so it was this kid that he would do this all the time, and then he would roll, and oh, that would so, be his turn. Yeah. So yeah, one time we were playing, and it was it was like a pretty hard bad guy that we were playing against, and we and it got to his turn, and he rolled. And he rolled a one, which is critical fail. You trip, fall, hit your head. You probably get take some damage. <clears throat> and then he picks it up again, and then he rolls it real quick. And he hits, I think he hit 20, which is the most and the best and the hardest hit. And uh, me and my friend Josh were like, yo, what are you doing? And he goes, oh, you that, that other roll didn't count. You know me, I'm always rolling. What? You know me, I'm always rolling. What? Yeah. I mean, it's a pretty good phrase. Pretty good turn of phrase. Just but... out of context, that's a sweet idea, like name for of an album, of a <laughs> memoir. You know me, I'm always rolling. <laughs> I mean, that's the best. <laughs> that's 
<laughs> a fully awesome like a reggaeton track. That's yeah, great. Yeah. Um, but he, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was hiding behind this sort of compulsive rolling that he would do, mm-hmm. and so you guys took umbrage with that. And what happened? There was well, conflict. We were just like we were just like you were like dude, hell no. You, you fucking we we saw you roll <laughs> yeah. that one. Like we saw it. You know me. I'm always rolling. And then from then on, we just like kind of didn't want to play with him anymore. Why would you? I don't blame you. What a huge trust betrayal. Yeah. We're like, we're all like fucking struggling and trying to kill this bad guy. We're being honorable about yes, it. Yes. Honorable. Honorable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost as close as any of us will actually get to being at war. <laughs> like you and I, I think it's, I think I can speak for you when I say that you're not, we're probably not going to war. What? <laughs> spoiler, like life spoiler alert. I'm so sorry, Doug. Neither you or I are like going to go fight in battle probably. Good. <laughs> but that's as close as you get. You're like, you're like, yeah, man, we're in the shit. Like, we're on the shit together, like, trying to defeat Gorgamus. Like, we're all in the shit, man. Like, don't betray that trust. Yeah, like, you rolled a one. You're always rolling, but that's your roll. You rolled a one. You can't take, like... We saw you trip and hit your we face. We saw you, dude. Like, you're not getting up with a head wound and then, like, striking Gorgamus in the gut. You're out. <laughs> we all saw you trip and hit yourself, yeah? You're fucking out. <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, so what other kind of games do you play? If I, okay, as an utter novice, if you had to, like, recommend, like, one game, not Dungeons and Dragons, Um, one sort of, like, art role-playing game, in-person, collective thing, I don't even know there were more. I don't even know what, I couldn't even name one. How much do you know about, like, Cthulhu and, like, all the monsters involved? Exactly zero. Literally zero. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, there's this game... I've never heard of it before. (laughs) There's this game called Arkham Horror, and... It can take up to mm, six hours if you have if you're playing with like six people, five people. Cool. How does and, it work? What is and, it? And um, so basically, it takes place in the twenties, I think, and it's in this town. Oh, here. That's foolish. <laughs> but that's pretty awesome, right? Foolish. <laughs> Sweet. The revolving bowl. I had to uh, revolve it around. Um. So you're in the town of Arkham, and um, weird shit starts happening, like the environment changes, and there's monsters that start popping out of these portals. So you have to close these portals and seal them up cool. before, or else um, if enough of them open up and enough monsters come out, then you're just overwhelmed and the Ancient One is summoned. Cool. And it's this big, badass, scary-looking monster that's either impossible to kill, there's one that's like... If this monster is summoned, it devours the world and the game ends. <laughs> Control alt delete. <laughs> game over, world over, your imagination is over. You you the players actually have to just go to bed. And then there's another guy. No matter what time of day it is, you have to go to sleep. There's another guy who you can fight, but he has an infinite um uh, resistance to whatever your attack is. So you roll, and you could roll all successes, and nothing happens. <laughs> so the game's unwinnable? No, no, no. There's some that you can beat. Oh, cool. And also, you can close and seal the portals if you do that in time. Then the Ancient One isn't summoned, and you fucking save the town. Cool. And so it's a cooperative board game. That's fun. It's a There's a literal physical... Like, I'm, mm-hmm. I have a zero-grade, first-to-zero-grade understanding of this. So it's a physical, literal board? Yeah. Okay, cool. Board, and Dungeons & Dragons... Pieces, okay. Oh, Dungeons and Dragons. For D&D, there can oh. or cannot be, right? Like a physical right. thing. D&D, yeah. there can or cannot be. You yeah. can play it either way. Yeah. Um, I've played both ways, and both ways are awesome. Yeah. Sometimes when you play without 
the map. Yes. The restriction is lifted and like it just allows your imagination to go wild. Yes. And that can be some of the funnest times of your life because you're like, yeah, we're just fucking sitting. Um, group around. imagining. Yeah, we're sitting around, but we're in an island off the coast of Nabumbu. It's bed knobs and broomsticks land. Seriously, it's like it's like the uh, the art. The art of like collective story, like collective uh, group storytelling. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is. I mean, not to get sort of hokey and cheesy about it, but I mean, there's like sort of a, you know, it's group think and group mind and all the sort of improv values and just life values. And you imagine that some version. I don't know. I just have a thought that like some version of D and D must have existed almost like as far back as like humanity or like civilizations have yeah, existed. Almost like group storytelling, yeah. game imagining. <laughs> I just imagine that like I don't know. Don't you don't you think like well, that I- like. It's it's interesting. Someone someone actually once said to Gary Gygax, the guy who invented D and D. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Gary Gygax. Gygax. Yeah. How do you spell Gygax? G Y G A X. Is that his real name? I think so. three hard G's. Gary Gygax. Yeah. That's the best name I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> okay, sorry. So Gary Gygax. So someone once said to him, uh, "How does it feel to be the father of role playing games or something?" And he was like, "I never, I never invented role playing games. Kids out in the in the yard playing cops and robbers and and uh, uh, whatever, just imagining and stuff." And he's like, "I just gave it a structure and." But barely, <laughs> right? Because like, I mean, like, seriously, I don't understand. But like, so D and D as product. Mm-hmm. Um, what it, it itself, if you like, if I go to like Toys R Us, can I go to Toys R Us and buy like the board game Dungeons and Dragons? Yes. Um, there are board game versions and it's more simplified. Like, um, it's, it's, um, it's pretty by the book. Like, this is what's going to happen. This is what you'll encounter. Got it. Someone's like reading it along. Not a lot of freestyle improv involved there. It's like, this is the story you're telling and the players will roll and depending on how well they roll, they'll defeat this monster predetermined or not. Right. Okay. And the monster will fight back. Like, there's still someone fighting as the dungeon master fighting as those monsters. Yeah. But, um, it's less anything can happen and more of this is gonna happen. Okay. Um, but D&D the books, like, if you go out and get, uh, the player's handbook or the dungeon master's guide or the monster manual then it gives you yes, this compendium of information and knowledge that you can... Yeah. It's cool. Yeah, I'm it's... sure. Of course it is. Like, <laughs> I, I, obviously, because it's been happening since, the, since like, intelligent life was happening. Yeah. I agree with Gary Gygax. But it's... This is my bowl of dice. Yeah, hell yeah, man. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, and it's... The, D&D is, like, the only... not Maybe not the only game, but definitely the prominent game that uses... What is this, a 20-sided die? That's no, a 12. 12. That's a dodecahedron. We got the 20-sided right here. That's standard for D&D now. 20? Yeah. Amazing. Mm-hmm. It's like, even this as a physical object is so cool. Just the entity that, I mean, no wonder you have yeah. a bowl of. <laughs> These are rad, man. It's um, it's cool. You can buy, Chessex is like the main, is like the, um, I was going to say, I was going to say McDonald's, but I'll say Viacom. Is the Viacom of, uh, Dice. Dice? Making, what, what, what's, what's the they, company? They called? got in early and they just are. They run the dice. The game. dice standard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, you can buy like a, uh, I think it's a three pound bag or one pound bag of dice, but it's just a bag of dice, <laughs> and then it comes with its own like, um, individual dice. set for that person who bought it. So you have a set of D and D dice that are individual to you Only for yours. that one bag, yeah. Very fucking cool. And then the rest are just a smattering of 
I get it. I fully get it. Uh, yeah. And how much does that cost? How much is a bag of dice? A bag of D and D dice. I think it was like fifteen bucks, maybe. Amazing. Yeah. Incredible. I mean, because like again, not to like put my Ayn Rand hat on, like Ayn Rand hat on for a second, but like, how does D and D like make like? He, it seems like it was almost altruistic of Didax. Gygax. Gygax. <laughs> Sorry, Gary. Gary Gygax. Gygax. Yeah. Almost seems like it, it's like altruistic. Like he just like gave this. Like he's sort of saying like he just like yeah. gave this idea. He gently nudged this idea <laughs> along. Yeah. Because like I feel like when Maggie goes to play, they don't have like they don't buy anything. It's just like a thing they know yeah. how to do. It's just like sitting around. If you walked in, it would just look like conversation. <laughs> so it's like, what is Dungeons and Dragons? This is like. <laughs> What yeah. your co- like? There is no D and D paraphernalia. Or, but besides the dice, besides the dice, besides the dice. Yeah, uh-huh. there's uh, they do sell like besides the books, they'll sell like simplified versions of whichever characters' powers you have, like cool. ability cards and stuff. So for a like, quick reference. Cool. Um, when you play, how do you play? Not uh, to get personal, but when you Doug play. No, uh, so I've only dungeon been dungeon master one time, and that was a pre-made um, Got mission. It. So I knew what was going to happen, and um, but. Along the way, I, I put some stuff, and, and I was like, did you guys think that that was there written, or it was me? And they're like, oh, we thought it was written. I'm like, ah, it was me. Ah, you didn't have to go that way. I fucking forced you across the bridge. And those goblins came at you from out of the water. <laughs> and you're like, my creativity is bored. Oh, Doug, that's so funny, man. That's so sweet. You were like, did you guys think that was a part of it? Oh, that was all part of it, right? And they were like, yeah, no, we didn't know. You are like, ha-ha! Psych, I made it up. <laughs> That's the name of your memoir. Psych! I made it up! <laughs> Let's hear it. Uh, fun, man. So that's sweet. So how old are you in this... Um, at that revel- at, in that moment? Oh, the first time I ever played, I was maybe like 28? Got it. Yeah. So not something that you grew up doing. Right. right. So about four years and... Here and there, yeah. like there were stints where we'd meet, meet like once a week or twice a month, yeah, and it was great, yeah. But then like people's schedules, don't life gets up. in the way yeah. of the dungeons. Oh man, yeah, exactly. Ooh. I know that hurts. It's the so, bane of the D and D player. Seriously. Um, okay, so there's D and D. Obviously, uh, the portal one sounds cool. Arkham is uh, not Arkham Asylum. That's yeah. something different. Oh, that's what it's called. Uh, Arkham Asylum. Arkham, Arkham Asylum. Horror, Arkham, Arkham Horror. Horror. That one sounds rad. Um, What's this one? The the t-shirt that you're wearing. The the fucked up Kool Aid guy. Oh, Cthulhu. It's yeah. Cthulhu. So he's he's uh he's like the ma- the the elder god over all these other ancient ones. I think, or maybe he's one among them. Someone uh, write in or text in or uh, live tweet in. <laughs> Just periscope in what the hell is a Cthulhu because I have have quite literally never heard of it and Doug's wearing a pretty awesome t-shirt that I thought was just like a weird for like Eastern European Kool-Aid shirt. But (laughs) imagine uh, Davy Jones from Pirates of the Caribbean. Okay. Mixed with that creature that like tries to eat him in Pirates of the Caribbean. Cool. It looks rad. It's like huge and just can pretty much walk the sea. Fun. And then it's gonna kill everyone. That's so <laughs> horrifying, dude. That's like one of my favorite weird B horror movies ever. There's this movie called Dagon. Have you ever seen it? Dagon, no. Yeah, it was really cool. I think they did a Mystery Science Theater 3000 on it. Okay. Slash, it's in my Is opinion. D A G O N. Yes. 
Okay. And it's about like, and it's Perfect. a Lovecraft story, H.P. Lovecraft story that is like a movie, and the creature is very uh, weird and exactly like that. Oh, okay. Sorry, what's this one's name? Cthulhu. Cthulhu. Yeah. Yes, Dagon is very like Cthulhu. Okay. <laughs> These grouping of random syllables that sound vaguely like ancient Arabic towns. <laughs> so, so the monsters that come from all the Cthulhu everything, from H.P. Lovecraft, he had them. He had night terrors as a child, and he wrote them all down. H.P. So Lovecraft did, you're saying? Yeah. Oh my god. So that's what the monsters come from, god, from his so... actual fears, from his dreams. And so you're like, whoa, what? And then when he died, he left all of it as open uh, open source? What is it called? When you just don't have to pay? Open source sounds open right. Open license? or Sure. Um... Open season for open... <laughs> <laughs> open. I think it's open 24 hours. Open 24 hours, I think yeah, it's called. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Open door policy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Open door pee policy, I think it's called. Um, all right, so we can pee on his books whenever we want. Yeah, anyone, anyone can do that. Anyone can make any. Uh, That's great. Cthulhu world story, and they don't have to pay royalties. Very cool. The opposite of J.D. Salinger. He oh. did the opposite of like someone like J.D. Salinger who won't who literally take. I mean, like Catcher in the Rye will never be a movie. It can't ever be. You can't ever touch any of his anything or make oh, anything out he of it. Just claimed like locked down all the rights. And that yeah. Was, like, in his. Well, yeah, exactly, and, like, yeah. his estate. And Samuel Beckett, one of my personal favorite playwrights. There's certain, like, artists mm -hmm. who, like, consider themselves great, or maybe not even, um, mm -hmm. but who have these, like, whose estates are so micromanagerial and controlling over their writing and their work yeah. um, that they, you can't, like, you can't put on or produce a Samuel Beckett play that isn't literally to the letter of how he wrote it and imagined it and it's done before and is directed. Like, there's almost there no a, like, room for interpretation. Like, th that makes sure it's all... It's just known. It's like it's it's uh it's part of his like it's his estate. That's like the Beckett estate. Yeah. Um I mean Shakespeare's adapted, it's crazy, it's weird, it's whatever, it's set yeah. in a mental hospital in the fifties. You literally legally <laughs> <laughs> You like Take her to the Nickelodeon, see? Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh you can't touch like Beckett or Salinger, but it sounds like like word to Lovecraft. Like I like to think that yeah. I would be that kind of artist. Same. Because if you make something you should... that you really love and really want people to experience when you're dead, like, why not? Why not just, like, get... And, I mean, I know people will probably make the argument, uh, for your kids and for your grandkids and for their grandkids. And No, fucking get a job and do it yourself. <laughs> get a job and do it yourself. That's the follow-up memoir. <laughs> the inspirational. <laughs> Psych, get I it up. <laughs> get a job and do it yourself. It's just like, who's this guy that just writes these exclamations? <laughs> New York Times bestseller. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> really good. <laughs> and it's just a picture of Dagon eating you on the front. <laughs> uh, that movie Dagon is mad scary, though. I recommend it. Um, tell me some, what some of your favorite horror movies. Some, like, weird, Ooh. like, fun horror um, movies. I like horror movies, too. I mean, Shaun of the Dead. Really great. There. Oh my god, dumb. Night of the Living Dead. So good. Please. I rewatched it. I rewatched it maybe a year ago. Yeah. And I hadn't seen it since I was younger, so I barely remember. That's the it. first on the black. Is it black and white? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it's so good. It's powerful. It's so good. Yeah. Because they talk how people talk, they act how people would act in that situation probably, and there's a line in it that no use for a name put into one of their songs at the beginning of one of their songs, and it's um. We may not enjoy living together, 
but dying together isn't going to solve anything. That's fun. And I'm like, fuck yeah. That's fun, yeah. Because I, I, I knew that line... From the song? Memorized from the song, and then I rewatched the That's movie, cool. and I was like, oh! Oh, it's from this? Awesome. Oh, fuck yeah! That's sweet. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Um, I I am more familiar with Dawn of the, the sequel, which I oh, love Dawn of the Dead. so, so good. much. Day of the so- Dead. David is the army one where the guy gets ripped in it. There's that scene where the guy, he rips the body apart and his vocal cords. Remember that yeah. part? <sighs> David is good. Dawn is Bob. my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They keep the zombie chained up. <laughs> Dawn is my favorite, though. I love the mall. The mini mall thing is, like, really played for laughs, I feel like. And I loved the remake for a different reason. But, like, Mackay Pfeiffer or whatever the fuck it was. Like, mm-hmm. Ty Burrell from Modern Family, maybe. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they remade wow. Dawn of the Dead. He and, like, was, like, one of the... Like, uh, the rich guy who no one really cared about. Because exactly. he was just like, oh, I'm rich. He was like a prick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, that movie was sweet. That was one of sweet. his dialogue. Yeah. Lines. I'm rich. I'm rich. <laughs> he read all your books, that's why. Um, I remember loving that movie, though. The opening sequence of the remake was like, <coughs> this really awesome sort of end of times montage set to Johnny Cash's um, When a Man Comes Around. That was really cool. But that movie was rad. And those George Romero movies are great. Yes. And, um... The new Dawn of the Dead gave birth to Fast Zombies. Yeah, how do you feel? Do you like 28 Days Later? I love that yeah, movie. Yeah, of course I do. <laughs> That's the London one, right? Yeah. Love it. Yeah. And it's like shot on really grainy video. Mm-hmm. Awesome movie. Yep. <laughs> so Fully cool. cool. Yeah, yeah, fully cool. And so cool. Dude. The stakes are so much higher because once... A drop of blood barely hits you. You're turning oh, right Oh, that's right. Then. That's right. And you just like, your eyes go red. And you just like, ah! Yeah, the rage virus. And that was super jittery and fast. And like, that was the whole fear of that. Yeah. But uh, yes, of course I like it because it's scary. And that's why, I mean, <laughs> fine. Sure. I get that that's the new normal I'm for a, zombies. I'm a bigger fan of slow zombies. It's more strategic. It makes it more about, it makes it more of an allegory or an al- it's allegorical if they're slow. Yeah. If they're fast, it's more of like a horror movie with screams and scares, yeah. and they're it's a villain. We get it. They're like animals. There can be strategy if they're slow. There can also be really bad strategy if they're slow. Yeah. Because guess what? You could run through them. <laughs> yeah. A fast person could run through them. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Guess what? What? Oh, I mean, I mean, just guess what? You're even the best laid plans. You could just fucking turn up, turn into a zombie. Sorry. You know what I mean? Sorry. Sorry. You're a zombie now. <laughs> Doug's fourth book. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you're a zombie now. <laughs> Follow up to get a job and do it yourself. Uh, yeah, I'm man. Gonna fu- I'm gonna write these. You should write them all. All you need is the covers. You don't need to write the books. The pages can be blank. It can be a coloring book. It should just be a well, color. That, no, and and just uh, there's only one sentence on the inside of the cover. It's like write it yourself, you asshole. asshole. <laughs> <laughs> You're the, that could honestly be a motivational book. Seriously, I'm not even kidding you. If it was blank pages with that one sentence, it says, "Do your write it yourself, asshole." Yeah. Someone would write it. I bet. And they'd be like, "Thank you, Doug. You." <laughs> I just made an open good. source book. <laughs> I'll, you take. You get the credit for I'll, whatever it is. Hey, I'll do it. I'll do it, but you write it. I'll I'll do it if that's what you need, but. <laughs> I'll be the author if that's what you need, but write it public. Call the publishing company. <laughs> Open source. Anyone have the number for Penguin Publishing? <laughs> so funny. Or Random House. Yeah. Uh, but the slow zombies, I think, is my favorite of the entire genre is the original Dawn. So I am slightly partial to slow zombies slow. for the reason that you yeah. um, articulated, it's, which is that you can they, strategize. They're looming. Like... Yeah, it's more of like an, a cloud, a doom cloud Ooh, yeah. than like a wolf. <laughs> basically just like running from a wolf 
which is scary, which is super awesome and scary yeah, to like be chased down scary. by animals. Like that's great. But um, do you it, watch Walking Dead? No. Should I? Obviously, should I? What a dumb question. I know one of the guys on it. I don't even watch it. Oh, um, Walking Dead is good. Fear the Walking Dead is better. Is it better? Yeah. What's Fear the Walking Dead? It's a it's a it's a Already? spinoff. Oh. But take takes place at the same time Walking Dead started. Okay. So it's a, in a way it's a period film. Great. So it's <laughs> parallel to the world of The Walking Dead, like right. chronologically. Same zombies, same uh, virus. Different part same, of the world or something. Um. Yeah. L. A. It starts in L. A. But if the sense of dread is way heavier. I like that. And the um. The the writing is really good and the acting is really good. I fucking love that show. Watch it. <laughs> Doug just leaned in really hard. Doug just I just want to just like as court stenographer, Doug got super psyched just then. Fear the Walking Dead. Um that's cool. Yeah. Uh I do like zombies. That's that's great. What do you think the next what do you what's next in your opinion? In your like culturally, what's the next thing that we don't like the next uh trend, the next thing that's going to Yeah. Hit? Well, yeah. I mean like I just happened to like Jordan Peele said something that or like he like wrote something that I read that was like I think the next wave of horror movies are going to exist very much in the AI sci-fi ex machina and beyond oh, genre yeah, because yeah, yeah. we're in such this tech world and yeah. that's the fear like Google they're evil kind of <laughs> like there we need them so we need it so much that it's evil yeah and so like it's that's such a natural it seems like such a natural thing Google could do anything and the next day we'd be like we forgive you Google yeah I'm gonna Google it I'm not gonna Bing it <laughs> I'll never Bing it Doug's sixth book. <laughs> I'll ne- <laughs> I'm not sorry I'm not gonna bang it I'm not gonna and that that covers just you going yes I'm not gonna bang it and then on the inside it just says write it yourself asshole another bestseller <laughs> they keep buying them I will keep <laughs> writing them write it yeah. <laughs> with air quotes funny uh, amazing <laughs> um, oh, so how long have you been doing comedy? I want to talk about Harvard Sailing Season. Oh, do you? Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah, all right. Specifically, boys will be girls. <laughs> yeah, that was our viral video. Yeah. Yeah. And it affected me. How? It's so fucking funny, dude. <laughs> Thanks, Doug. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> That's nice of you to say. <laughs> yeah. That was a video. Um, yeah. yeah. We were doing that as a sketch in our show for like. I don't know, probably like a couple of years. We had a weekly show in New York that we would do oh, cool. all the time. Like Origin story. Tell me everything. So we <laughs> so we all met at um, NYU. Most of us met at NYU. Okay. Um, and we were all sort of like almost... New York University. That's right. And we were in the acting program, the majority of us. Okay. Uh, and we all like happened to be grouped together at the beginning of our freshman year. So we sort of like were, have all been friends since we were 18 or so. Awesome. Um, including Billy Scafiri and Chris Smith, who sort of founded the group, and they've been friends since they were like toddlers. They grew up next door to each other on Long Island. <laughs> and Chris went to NYU with us, and Billy was Chris's friend from childhood, but Billy had his own life at Hofstra, uh, and he interned at SNL, and was like in the UCB world uh, in his own way. We were doing the NYU kind of theater geeky thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Um, we all ended at uh, Atlantic Theater Company Acting School, which was founded by David Mamet, the playwright, and William H. Macy, the actor. Wow. And the stress was really writing. They really imparted on us, like, when you dr- graduate from this place and go into the world no one gives a shit so you're gonna have to like no it's like no one is gonna give a shit about you 
so like super practical and helpful and they were like so you're just like write for yourself like as an actor you're powerless just know that like for sure so like <laughs> you just have to write it yourself and we really took that to heart and uh, sort of great the, advice great that advice so, so awesome. pragmatic mm-hmm. so like we sort of mounted an evening of one act after our freshman year sort of audaciously that we all wrote ourselves and rented out like a very adorable 30 seat theater in midtown Manhattan and invited our friends and family on some like freezing weekend in December we all put up these plays we wrote it was great it was Nirvana yeah. right so then we go through acting school the third year of NYU we have a sketch comedy class um, and yeah. we realized that we all sort of had a proclivity for it and we were like well cool like we could now that we're graduating like we could do one acts at like theaters and like rent the theaters out for like 2,000 bucks a weekend like we just did yeah. which was fun or we could just do it at UCB. Like, what's the difference between like a one act and a sketch? Like, it's the same. Sketch is fun. Yeah. We can clearly do it. Let's just do it for free at UCB. <laughs> so then we just went to UCB. And then we were doing shows there, like, at, like, midnight and 11 p.m. at the beginning. And it was so great and amazing. We did that monthly for a while until we eventually were doing the 9 o'clock thing. And then we moved over to The Pit, which was, like, the other big improv theater in New York and had right. weekly shows there forever. And that was that. And then, like, we were doing these sketches and it was so great and fun. Yeah. But we were a friend group that evolved into a sketch comedy group almost organically which I think is why there's because there's there are you know nine of us eight of us like it fluctuates and uh, so it's a large number Um, so it's but it's I think it works because we're all friends and I know that's like very like almost nauseatingly so I want to punch my own (laughs) neck (laughs) don't think I don't like it's like a lot of sense yeah but it feels like it it just is yeah yeah because if if you're if you're friends already with the person and then you start writing it's like oh yeah yeah yeah. dope we already hang out we already have this great rapport let's put it down let's mark it down mark it let's write it down in a sharpie or just a pencil or a pen one of those three things and literally no other instrument no computers allowed no ink quills sharpie pencil or pen only that's if this were like a if i had to give any advice yeah that's the rule unwritten rule (laughs) i think it is written in sharpie pencil and pen a very that's a thrice written rule <laughs> um so yeah so that was how we started and then we were doing shows in new york forever every week and we sort of like built this organic audience a few years into it that video boys will be girls yes. came out which is a sketch that we've been doing and it came out and it was a viral video so then like our we got sort of a larger that really helped out <laughs> and like people started more people started coming to our shows and we would like make videos and more people would watch them yes. because of this one little four minute video that we made in like 2000 whatever the fuck you know what I mean and it was just like whoa like it was a weird thing and like our contemporaries and peers like Derek Comedy which is DC Pearson and Donald Glover and Dominic Dirkus like oh, yeah, they were yeah. NYU friends of ours oh, cool. and they were like making viral videos from the jump like they yeah. were at NYU with us we were just like not we were, were a little making b- videos in their dorm right in their dorm and they were like, getting like 30 million billion views <laughs> And it was like, seriously, and it was like the whole of the internet was like their videos, it seemed like. Um, and so we were not them. <laughs> we were like live theater kids singing guys and dolls. You know what I mean? Like, seriously. <laughs> so like, we were like, not so on the video tip, but then we became it because I mean, namely, you know, much credit to Billy Skifiri specifically, who like really sort of pushed us to make videos, um, and like join the sort of college humor online video fray, which se- intimidated us, I think collectively because it seems so vast and still does. Yeah. Um, but, th- but like then it was like what whoa yeah it was, it was more wild west right it was just fully i like... still don't understand <laughs> uh, to me it's the wild west or east or north i have no clue i know it's not south the wild ma- magnetic north? yeah what about the wild you never hear about the wild wild north <laughs> <laughs> the normal normal north 
Canada. They're not very wild. Yeah. They're very tame. The, yeah. They're very nice. The nice, nice north. <laughs> that's what the top of America is called. <laughs> Michigan and Minnesota. Yeah, it's, it's a the nice, nice north. <laughs> it's both a compliment and an insult. <laughs> it's like there's literally nothing else to say about it. So nice, we say nice twice. <laughs> Double nice. <laughs> Which means kind of dull. Sign me up for... Okay, then. <laughs> okay, then. Oh, my God. Totally unrelated. I'm not even like... This sounds like a plug, but I honestly can't wait for Maria Bamford's show that's going to come out. I think, oh. like, maybe this weekend or something. Because um, she's one of my favorite... Netflix, I think. But oh, yeah. she, to me, personifies, like, Minnesota nice. And they're just, like, her care. Oh, God. She's one of my all-time favorites. That's <laughs> all. Amazing. Yeah. My girlfriend and I were just watching the trailer for that before I left. I think that's why it's on the oh, cool. But, yeah. That that's comes great. out soon, right? Yeah. In, in the next month. I think, like, maybe this weekend, yeah. even. Um, but how did you get into comedy? Sketch comedy? Oh. And, um, and this and the like. I mean... What's your? It, what was your journey? It may have started in uh, seventh grade when me and my friend Andy tried out for our school's talent show by singing Weird Al song. Oh my god, which one? <laughs> we, um... It, and, uh, oh, Amish uh, Paradise. Okay, of great. Course. Obviously. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, and we didn't get in. Yeah. Like, school talent shows, I feel like they're pretty all-inclusive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You didn't get in. We auditioned for the talent show and didn't get in. Jebediah feeds the chickens and Jacob plows. Cool. <laughs> I've, I've been, been burning him down for so long, long that even Ezekiel, Ezekiel thinks that my mind is gone. I'm a man of the land and into discipline. Got a bottle in my hand and a beard on my chin. And a you finish all of my chores and you finish thine. So now we're gonna party like it's 1899. 16. Let's get it. Obviously. You didn't get in? We did that. We didn't get in. Hitching up the buggy. Things <laughs> like a butter. Things like a Monday. Sooner is a letter. I just think you're really hard. Well, I know I'm a million times as humble as thou art. That's genius. That, okay, so like, that Weird Al is, should be, I don't know what's going to happen to him, but he should be like, like I don't know, like, sent to space or something. Or just like, he should have, so, like, we should make a deal. He, to me, is our greatest artist. As Earth, Americans and maybe Earthlings. Let's name something after him. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, like the nice, nice North maybe could be like, yeah. <laughs> maybe could be like. Uh, it would just be cool if one state was just Ooh. renamed weird. We could rename. Hold on, a mountain range. Hold on, the Alps. Hold on, the weird Alps. <laughs> Seriously, that's a. This is my. This is honestly. This is my earnest plea to the, the world. Like the UN, the world governments. I don't know who would make a decision like this, but just even if it's one hill in the Alps, for one of the Alps to be the Weird Alps would mean so much to us, his fans, and just followers. Probably to Weird Alps. Um, like, the, and please let's do it. Oh, he's alive. I want to see him appreciate it. Like the Weird Alps, please. Please make it happen. Follow hashtag Weird Alps. Hashtag Weird Alps. Let's get this going. Uh, he's one of America's greats, and it's the only thing that would be fucking cooler than Mount Rushmore. Like, let's get a sweet Swiss mountain named after our hero, Weird Alps Yankovic. Amen. Amen. I do feel passionate about that now. I just that feel like he awesome. should have a monument. Like, there should be a monument. 
No one has made silly music like this for this long ever. So like, I mean, maybe in other countries. So maybe that's not fair. That's very maybe Western centric to say. Is there like an Asian Weird Al? Do you know what I mean? Like, are there Weird Al's in other? Uh, Is there like a Weird Al of the East? I don't know. <laughs> Is there like a such a profoundly prolific song parodyist? <laughs> like of the Arab world, like tra- I just don't know. And translated, it's like not normal, Alfred. <laughs> yeah, <or> exactly. <laughs> Regular Ben. <laughs> I'm Regular Ben. <laughs> so I don't know, but Weird Al, I just feel like I mean I know like I'm preaching to the choir, obviously, but I just feel like he deserves a monument. Yeah, that's it. So, so there was that. There was a uh, uh, watching SNL growing up. Like I, yeah. would, I would stay up late. And I would watch it, yeah. and then I would stay up after SNL, and they'd play an older episode of SNL, and then after that they'd play SCTV. Oh, cool! And really? So, yeah. So I'm absorbing all this comedy. I'm like, what is all this stuff? This is amazing. I don't, I don't get some of the jokes because I'm too little. <laughs> That's amazing. I feel like we just got the dumb local news after SNL. <laughs> the same channel would just show old SNL and then show SCTV right after until like three in the morning. Yeah. It was it was this huh. long block of it was SNL and then it would go retro SNL and then I wish they still did that. Yeah, that would be awesome. Why not? That sounds amazing. I mean, like that sounds a way to be immersed into. So that's super cool. So no doubt you fell in love with sketch comedy and comedy. Duh. Yeah, and um, so eighth grade, I tried out again for the talent show with my friend Jared Malone, and we wrote a song. To the tune of Home, Home on the Range. Okay. And, um... What was it called? It was, uh, Home, Home on the School. Where... Ah! Where everyone... Acts, acts like a fool. Uh, where seldom is heard a non-flirtatious word. Okay. Like, hey, Doug, your head doesn't feel like a peach. What? Because at the time... It doesn't even rhyme! <laughs> Wait, what? What? Literally what? <laughs> that is... And I mean this with respect and all that is nonsense. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> that, is non- that is true nonsense. At the time, I had the buzzed haircut. Got it. And so my head did feel fuzzy like a peach. Got it. So that's where the joke was, but... It wasn't the strongest material. Wasn't. I like it now. <laughs> I actually like it a lot. Um, I have a Snickers bar. You mind if we split it? I'd squish and hot. Don't mind it off. Shoot. Can I pop in your freezer for like for like? Yeah. Cool. Of course. Right now. Yeah. <laughs> Do you edit it at all? Meh. <laughs> the only the only time I I'll edit is, is if someone says, uh, "Hey, can you take out that part where I said something?" Great. So this conversation that we're having right now is yeah. Fun, guys. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doug's eighth book. Can you edit this? And then on the inside it just says, "Edit it yourself, asshole." <laughs> it's blank. It's all blank. <laughs> like this guy's a genius. I just feel like you'd be like you'd be like you'd be like the dude like the uh, Mar- what is it Marcel Ducamp or whatever, just like hanging the urinal on the wall and calling it art. You'd be like, "It's a book." <laughs> it's Write a, it. It's a book. It's it's a you write it. I'm the author. It's a book. I'm like I just feel like it's your story. It's your story that I'm helping you write. <laughs> it's just like a permanent ghostwriting, like a permanent like co-writing credit on every book that your that your devotees write. 
Oh, I kind of love this idea. You just become like a book cultist. I'll like a it. book guru. I'll do it. I'll fucking do, do you... it. Yeah, I'll have the 1-800 number and like line them all up. Hashtag Weird Alps. Hashtag Weird Alps. Who else deserves a monument? I mean, like, to me in the pop culture sphere, Weird Al, I mean, like, uh, let, let me just say that that is, I guess I should say that I grew up so near and dear. I mean, Weird yeah. Al was so near and dear to me. I'm like, him, formed I, my. I saw him in concert one time. When really? I was 12. Yeah. I've seen him a couple times, not to make you jealous. <laughs> or are you just saying that you've seen him one time and you were 12 and like a I, thousand times since you've been an adult? Uh, no, no, no. Uh, I'm just saying, like, yeah, I, he's, I got to see him yeah. when, um, when Bad Hair Day came out. <laughs> what else was on Bad Hair Day along with the uh, uh, Amish Paradise? Oh, um, oh, oh. Um, everything you know is wrong. Love it, then it is right and should it. Not on that one, but that's one of my all time favorites. That wasn't that on the same. On oh, that was one. it? That yeah, was, yeah. right? Um, Santa Claus lost his fucking mind. That's good. The night Santa went crazy. The night Chris Kringle That's one of the best ones. Uh, the other one of my other favorite Red Owls also a demented. Are we gonna get like sued for singing this? By the way, no, no for sure. No. Red Owls would love this. Yeah, we hope he listens to this. Hashtag Weird Alps. Yeah, Weird Alps. If but, you're listening, Weird Al, please. Hashtag uh, Weird Alps. Just reach out. Well, my other uh, reach Alps. My other favorite one was, uh, my other favorite Christmas one was, uh, it's Christmas at ground zero. Yeah. everywhere. It's a nuclear holocaust Christmas. My, what, like, one of my favorite Weird Al songs of all time. <laughs> it's Christmas at ground zero. That would run through my head, like, through my entire childhood, basically. Doesn't it talk about, like, bubbling skin? Yeah, like... all of it. <laughs> Like people turning to ash. I was just like, what is this? He had me from there. He had me right from there. Did you ever listen to the Aquabats? No. Not so much. They had uh they had a song called, called Chemical Bomb and it was pretty much like everyone's like eyes melt, skin explodes, everybody dead. Like So it's like here's what would happen. Like this isn't even like a prophecy, this is just like reality. What would happen? Yeah. And they, oh. they have a kid's show. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. They have the Aquabats Super Show. Well, it's it's for it's for everyone, because there's references that kids won't get. Right. But and it's for kids-ish. Yeah. Cool. It's it's safe for work. Got it. <laughs> it's N... I think it's called NN Safe for FW. Not <laughs> not, not safe. Not safe for work. <laughs> Maybe that's like in between. SFW and SFW. It's like N and SFW, like it's... <laughs> It's not not safe, safe for, for work, work, but but it's not safe. Use for work. your judgment, yeah. <laughs> you still have to say use your judgment afterwards. If you see someone coming, minimize it. Yeah, yeah, like minimize it. You don't have to like exit out, but minimize it. <laughs> it shouldn't be your whole computer screen at a given time. It just <laughs> just uh, keep an eye out. <laughs> That's my next book. And, uh, just uh, uh, keep an eye out. <laughs> That's actually a full book. You actually write that whole book, and that's just about office safety and caution. <laughs> that one you write. It's your ninth one, I feel. And it's very serious. It's like very serious and like kind of well thought out and good. Not great, but good. <laughs> just like pretty good as a book. Like, <laughs> did you hear that Doug wrote a book? book this office safety. <laughs> like, oh, what? Well, this is another blank. And they're like, no, he wrote this one. It's not just a journal that you fill out that he gets paid for. It's, it's like, not a joke. 
Like, by that time, you would have, like, set the bar so low for your books in terms of, like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, you would just, like, you would... At that point, you'd be the fully realized genius. Like, oh, people would be like, I get it. All the eight were just the lead-up to... <laughs> Doug Cult. Pretty genius. Careful with the stapler. <laughs> Don't place your finger under the stapler. But it's just like pretty practical advice. It's just like pretty good. Some have illustrations, some don't, and it's and it's just helpful. People use it and keep it around offices and homes. This is like <laughs> just uh, keep an eye out. Uh, and the eye has like what do you think? Like four or five H's? Four H's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just like pretty relatable stuff and under earth grounded, straightforward. Just, just helping out. People appreciate it. And it's not the uh, what they're used to from him, which has been blank pages and one provocative, uh, hostile... Sentence. It's the foreword. One, one hostile sentence that is both the foreword and the entirety of, of his contribution to the book. And you just uh, write it yourself, kind of. And he... Yep. And it's like sort of this heart thing where he... It's his book, but you write it. I could fully see this stuff. That's a sketch, if nothing else. I just feel like it's, yeah. I don't know. I just, I just feel like it. you could get it. away with that. I, yeah. If only you weren't recording this whole thing. No, I mean, people will hear this and then they'll go, okay, well, it's his idea. I'm okay. Do it. Copyright. Do it. Copyright. Copyright, trademark, yeah. uh, patent uh, pending. Yeah, patent pending and patent pending. Um, pending. Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so what's something in comedy that you haven't done that you would love to do? It doesn't uh, have to be I, one thing. So, like, obviously I'm from the sketch and the improv worlds, and, like, I've tried my hand at stand-up. I've done your lovely show a handful of times. Um, but I'm, like, not a stand-up comedian. Like, I am sort of, like, I do feel like I'm a little bit awkwardly wearing a suit all the time, but I love it, and I love it. And I just, like, <laughs> I get why it's great and awesome, and I and I like it, and I love it. Yeah. Um, and I've never, like, toured or, like, gotten to, like, an out-of-town. I know that's, like, very basic. Or, like, even... Oh, I haven't toured either. Yeah. So I would, I would like... I know it's, like, grungy and, quote-unquote, <laughs> shitty and awful and horrible. <laughs> Maybe it's not. Maybe that is itself mean of me to say. But, like, I get the downsides of it. Like, I have a, a wife and a partner, and, like, I don't want to... I love her more than a car. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> I want to be with her mainly and always, and I, so I don't want to go on But, like, I do want a little bit of, like, flying to a place and, like, doing a show out of town and yeah. for a weekend and coming home. That I know that's... Fun. Yeah, it sounds fun. I haven't done that before. Me neither. Yeah. <laughs> that's something I would want to do. And I know it's, like, common amongst stand-ups. That's how they live a life. That is stand-up comedy. Yeah. But I just have never done it. Yeah. And I it, think it'd be cool. It would be... Because, one, it would just be really from... cool to be asked... Yeah, yeah. And also, I guess that's and, and yeah. also to um to get it like the trip paid for. Yeah. Because I can't afford it on my exactly. own. Exactly. Like I would just like to be paid to travel. I guess is my only point. <laughs> like as much as possible. And we have some. T <laughs> like we have sometimes. Like as a sketch group, and like I've been places and great, but I just want someone to pay for me and ideally my wife to go to go to cool cities and like put us up for a weekend and then go home. Is that not a great reason to get into stand-up comedy? I feel like a selfish prick when I say that. Like that is like the that is the most hollow, a callous. Oh well, god, I feel like a gross. Well, that it seems like a. Uh, but it's practical. It's I just a, feel like it. It seems like a goal, um, on on track to maybe other goals. Like yeah. if other stuff happens along the way, dope. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> That's your tenth book. 
If other stuff happens along the way, and then you turn it over, and at the back it goes, it's Doug going like this, and he goes, dope. <laughs> and that's another blank one. That's obviously like, and that one, there's no, no forward but, even. But this one doesn't, yeah, this one doesn't say ready yourself, asshole. It just says, it just, I know you can do it. Yeah, it's just like more, like he's turned a corner, like, like we've seen like an evolution in Doug the artist. Like since he like actually wrote that book, like he's different now. He's a little more positive and encouraging and people, like way more people write his books for him. I feel like it's an episode of Black Mirror we're describing. Wait, would they be my ghostwriter? Who? All of them would be ghostwriters. Yeah, you're crowdsourcing this. Yeah, your books. Everyone yes, who writes their own book under my title. Exactly. Is my ghostwriter. Exactly, and the, you're you're the author. They write it, but you're the author. <laughs> I love it. You know what I'm saying? Like you're it. the author of it. Yeah. I'm the like author the, of the idea. Yes, and they write it. Sure. And like, so it's great. Everybody wins because it's great for them. They're writing a book. It's so hard. Yeah. I'm like, you. It's, you did the work. I authored this experience of this book. I am the book master, one might say. I am the. I am the, You're the. You're the writer, but I'm the sort of the book master. If you get my meaning. If you get. It, <laughs> yeah. If you get what I'm saying. So that would be how you would pull it off. I think bookmaster. Bookmaster is a great. That's a great Black Mirror pitch. Bookmaster. Yeah, it's like slightly dystopian. Like a guy figures out how to crack the code and like has the whole world write his books for him, and he's evil. Yeah, but but I actually like him though. This character, Doug. If it's you, Doug, like friendly, smiley Doug, I like this guy. Like, and I'm only doing it for personal gain and for like jokes and laughs. But people are getting a lot out of it. It's both. It's a gift. It's it's both. It's like so dumb and so helpful for people. And then you stun it with a book every once in a while. Yeah, with an actual book. You can, yeah. <laughs> and that could be about, quite literally, whatever. Yeah. So it opens you up to a lot of opportunity with a built-in audience of people who have bought your books as, as like, funny journals. They really wrote them themselves. <laughs> and then they'll bring them to me at shows and stuff and be like, I wrote this yeah. for you. I mean, if you want to be friendly, there you I literally wrote this for you. It's like you're a crazy, you're a bookmaster. You're the world's first bookmaster, like in a cult leader type way. Ooh, I like it, but I'm I'm not like taking people's money. No, you are. Well, oh, yeah, they yeah, bought yeah. they bought the paperback book. Yeah, that that costs yeah money. It's to a book. Make it. Yeah, there's a photo of you on the front. Yeah, I mean like come on, there's text on the front. Like it's a looks like a book. You have to print a bunch of them. Absolutely. I like a journal. Journals cost 20 bucks at fucking whatever the yeah. bullshitstore.com. <laughs> shit costs shit. Why are you shopping at bullshitstore.com? <laughs> Anyways, we just want to thank our sponsor, bullshitstore.com. Check out their fucking horse crap and their cockamamie shit that they sell at their dumb fucking store like pens and pins. Who needs anything? Bullshitstore.com. So stupid. Well, what else should we talk about now that we have your literary career mapped out literally for the next... Uh, I mean, like, you could you could stretch this out for 40 years. I'm serious. Like, this would be like... I wish I had told myself this advice when I was, like, 15. <laughs> and I, I would have done Someone this. Someone will do the work for you. That can be the title of the 13th and final book. <laughs> and that's the name of the art piece. Like, the lifelong... Someone will do the work for you. And then, and then, and then the foreword is... Um... I knew you'd write it, you fucking assholes. The four word is. 
you have the tools. Now do it. It's it's been in you this whole time. <laughs> no, no, it's been it's been you this whole time. On the lo- <laughs> the call is coming from inside your brain. And then you just have it's like fifty pages of like example those, just like bad those. That's the last. The well, warning was coming from inside the <laughs> carbon monoxide detector all along. Well, I see at least a few Peabody's in your future, Doug. And I don't know whatever the book equivalent of a of an Emmy is. I think that it's coming to you. A, a Pulitzer, a Bemmy. <laughs> Peabody, yeah. I'll, I'll take a couple of Peabody's. Yeah. Sure. That's the one that looks like a, a coin, right? I think so. Yeah. I think that's like kind of the best one. I heard Stephen Colbert and Anthony Anderson talking about it last night on Stephen Colbert's show. Oh, that cool. Peabody's like the best one you can have. Oh, that's... It's the, like for geniuses. It's like the people like The Onion get it. I'm one episode behind. That's that's the one I gotta catch up on. Stephen Colbert? Wait. Of what? Late Show? Are yeah. Are you talking about Late Show? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you videotape those and watch them? Uh, I don't... Or just, just like watch, watch them all as they as they come. Yeah. Cool. Um, I I love Stephen Colbert. I think he's literally the smartest, funniest. He's awesome. He's like our moral. He's like our Mark Twain, like our moral voice. <laughs> yeah. Are you worried about the thing pieces that say his new shows quote unquote not as good? Slash everyone needs every late night show needs to show the time to find a voice, etc. I think it's great because he's so great. He's uh, able to like show his voice, show him, and be very open. And honest with everyone, like some like uh, the interviews don't feel scripted. Right. I mean, there's there's the cards and everything. Oh, you're right. But it's it's great. I love it. <laughs> all the all the quirks, like when the studio when the show was first starting up, like the the thing wouldn't work. Oh yeah. The oh. thing on, on the roof wouldn't work, so they had to spin the actual wheel. And... <laughs> He's still like this, so funny and great. Yeah. My favorite late night show host. Steven, if you're listening. If you're listening, hashtag uh, Weird Alps. <laughs> Hashtag Weird Alps. <laughs> Stephen Colbert would be the exact kind of person that would be on board with hashtag Weird Alps, by yeah. the way. Yeah. Come on! Weird Al is a music parodist of such a of such a quality, the caliber. likes of which had such a caliber. I mean, we... I mean, it's on par with... I, I don't want to say David Bowie, rest in peace, but like I'm saying, like in terms of musical genius, Weird Al is a deep musical genius. Yeah. What happened to Mozart? Did he get a mountain? Or like Beethoven? Did they get mountains? Mm. They just get busts. <laughs> like and you know and you know that there's like <laughs> that was in their will they're like all I want is a... for people to make busts of me one day <laughs> yeah, that was all they wanted if that was their life goal they got it <laughs> exactly fucking achievement unlocked yeah. man yeah um, but for, I mean, you know, whatever the appropriate uh, acknowledgement cultural acknowledgement is of a Mozart of a Beethoven I think we should do that for Weird Al. I think he's one of our Earth's greatest artists. Hashtag Weird Alps. Hashtag name a mountain after him, you fuckers. Hashtag Weird Alps. <laughs> and like who, like, like literally who's in charge of naming mountains? Uh, yeah, why? What? The who? UN? Just like, who, like the president of Switzerland? The president of mountains. Mountains? <laughs> Can Weird Al, I would even accept if Weird Wait, Al got that job. The mountain from Game of Thrones? Is it him? That's uh, so funny. <laughs> That actor, not even the character of the actor. Yeah. They just call him up. They're like, uh, Georg, uh, what, what should we name this? We can found this. And he's like, um, uh, 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 u
just like yeah. he freezes up and it's just like the first thing he sees. He's like, uh, um, cup, cups mountain. Cups. <laughs> he's not great at naming mountains, but he still has to. Cup mountain. C- um, cups mountain. Coors Light mountain. mountain. <laughs> and he's like instantly regrets it, but whatever he says, it's decreed. So anyway, whoever's listening, if it's you, Mountain from Game of Thrones, or if it's Kofi Annan, if that's still a person, whoever runs the UN, if it's you, Obama, maybe it's Obama. He seems to name stuff. Yeah. He could. He he's charming. Why not? Love you, Brock. Let's please. Name a ma- oh, it could it could be a mountain uh, here in the states, and just call it Weird Alps. Yeah. It doesn't have to be in the Alps. No. But if it was, it'd be like. I mean. I would almost say that it would be a, a mountain of Weird Al's choosing. <laughs> Yeah. I would I would want him to yeah. tell up, up me which mount. Weird Al, which mountain? What mountain would you want named after you? Yeah. It's your choice. Like, if, I, if I'm Kofi Annan or if I'm the mountain from Game of Thrones, I'm saying, Al, what do you want? That, like, I'm I'm bringing that to the table in a proactive way. I'm saying, what mountain do you, would you choose? Yeah, which mountain do you want? Yeah. Which mountain do you want? You're, the, you're literally the legend and the, and the idol. It will forever be known as... <laughs> Weird Alps, this is too good of an idea. Too good of it's t- look, it's too good of a hashtag not to make permanent till the end of time. So it's Let's too it. silly of a pun not to basically now bake into the fiber of planet Earth. <laughs> That's what is so great about like all those polls nowadays that are like when they leave it up to the public to like name a boat and it's always like Bodie McBoatface. Like that always wins the public polls. Yeah. That's why Donald Trump is gonna be president. You know, it's like people Ooh. are dumb. Like, we're dumb. Like, if you leave it to the people, that's why we need... Don't just leave it to the people. Leave it to esteemed 11-time Bemi-winning author Doug Culp. <laughs> who is, he, he knows. I'll fucking vote. You know? I'll fucking vote for whoever's the next president. And whoever it ends up being. Sorry. Or, you're welcome. Exactly. That's Doug's actual 15 years after retirement, his 14th and actual final book that he writes on his deathbed. It's called, Sorry, or, and then you flip it over, it goes, you're welcome. And that, and you, you pen that on your deathbed. And that's just written in your own blood. The text is, yeah. It's on my tombstone. Yeah, yeah, it's just on your tombstone. Sorry, or, or you're, you're welcome. welcome, question mark. <laughs> And fills all needs. If I had any enemies, they're like, oh, oh okay. Then, he was a good dad. If they were grateful, they were like, yeah. They're like, hell yeah. <laughs> like, I was gonna desecrate this fucking like, grave tonight. Hell yeah. <laughs> this I was is a good. Desecrate this fucking grave tonight. <laughs> but but now that I see what yeah. he's on his fucking tombstone. Yeah, no, he's cool now. We're cool now. I thought we were beefing, but he's sorry. He knows what he did. He knows what he did. People just yelled. He knows what he did. He knows. So that's the life. So we just basically just within this podcast gently mapped out the life of what would be the coolest author of all time. Just like if anyone out there wants to be this person, I I don't know how you feel, but I fully encourage it. If there's like a 13 year old listening by any chance, this is a good idea. Do this as like a as like a long lifelong joke prank and art piece yeah. and I, I would do it if I were 14 <laughs> I would want, and then you end with, on your deathbed yeah, and your tombstone re, or you're welcome, welcome. <laughs> you're covering all your bases with anyone who might visit it's <laughs> diplomatic it's the most diplomatic it'll win you a lot of friends in the afterlife oh, 
be the best. That would be the best. Because anyone who sees it would be like, what the fuck? You're covered. You're just covered. That's all. It's just like, what do you care? Like, you're dead. You literally are nothing. So, like, you're covered. Just know that you're covered. Literally covered. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're literally covered. So, just get covered. Be covered, like, in your sentiment. You know? It's like, you're literally your last words. So, just cover your bases. Yeah. I'm taking my shoes off. Cool. Ooh. Um. Damn. Damn, Gina. That's just the collection agency. <laughs> just choppering over our yeah. house. Yeah. yeah. You just hear them They're crash. They're gonna seize the room. The, the room. room. Yep. <laughs> They're like, this Tron poster, sir, is coming with us. <laughs> All the Return of the Jedi stuff. Get it out of here. <laughs> careful with the poster. Careful with it. Yeah, I've had it. Careful. <laughs> uh. They're like, all right, don't bang it. Don't bang it against the... Be gentle with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, be gentle. It is cool. It has sentimental value. Yeah. <laughs> that is, I, I don't think I've seen this Revenge of the Jedi poster specifically that you have in this room, but it's particularly cool. Oh, thanks. I got, that's a reprint of the, of the, like, thousand of them that they made where, and then George Lucas was like, we're not calling it that. Jedis don't get revenge. Oh, right. That's so, not the name. Yeah. Cool. So yeah. it's like limited edition weird. Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. And That's you, a dope-ass poster, if too. You, if you notice on the background picture, yes. Luke is holding a red lightsaber. Cool. Because he's, like, angry and getting revenge. Awesome. <clears throat> they totally bit that lightsaber thing. That came a year after, right? Huh? Tron came a year after, like, um... for instance. Like, look at how... I mean, that's not a lightsaber, obviously, but the imagery is very shockingly similar, it seems like. Um, yeah. Tron is cool. I didn't see the remake. I obviously love the original, of course. Oh, it's it's a it's a continuation. Oh, it it's is not a remake. Oh yeah. wow. Okay, cool. Didn't know and, that. And it's it's even cooler because it's a continuation. Because you're like, wait, what? How many years later? Twenty eight years later. Cool. Okay. It's cool. Yeah, I liked it. Um, That's a dub Star Wars poster that you have too. This is fascinating for the listeners to <laughs> listen to this. This, this is the, literally. This is ac actually and literally the least, the, the what would be the most boring, what could be, like, categorically, like, scientifically the most boring thing. <laughs> Possible. I mean, just imaginable. If you had to, like, do the no metrics of what, nothing. Just like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, that is cool. That's an old thing, and I got it, and it is cool. Wow, that's so cool. I just love the way it looks. I don't love anything else about it but the way it visually looks. It doesn't sound like anything or isn't even worth discussing beyond how cool visual it is. Yeah, if you listeners could see it. It would you, be cool. You would be interested. <laughs> but you can't. Yeah. So. <laughs> how long have you had this podcast for, Doug? Uh, this is episode 124. Whoa! Mm -hmm. Really? Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah. And wow. I, and I, put, I do it all on my own. I pay for my own like GoDaddy account for all the, the infinite uh, hosting and... Mm -hmm. And like I made it myself, and mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, 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 I wanted it real bad because I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make my own podcast, and then I did it. That's awesome, man. <laughs> That's really great. How often do you, uh, how do you release them whenever you have them? Or so like a, every week or every week? Wow. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah, man. Yeah. One twenty-four. Uh huh. Holy crap. Yeah. Every week. Every week. So like a couple years. Yeah, it's it's hit. Uh, it hit two years at 104. <laughs> that was a high five, not a slap in the face. He, Doug just slapped me in my face. 
He was like, he was like, inexplicably, he was like 104 and then just cold cocked me. It's like, wow. The 15th book is, it hit two years at 104. My God, it's a great idea. It's a super idea. Write it. Don't you get it by now? Yeah. <laughs> Write it yourself. That it's a, like a it's like a literary movement. It's like the, the logical conclusion of choose your own adventure. It's, it's like write your own adventure. It's my own V for Vendetta, but peaceful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and people start wearing like Doug masks, and I'm like, no, this no, is no, weird. no, this Don't is do too this. weird. This. this is too weird. <laughs> exactly. How awful would it be to be a cult leader? How awful. Just to secretly in your actual heart of hearts know, like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Sorry, I gotta pause quick and grab that sneakers in the freeze. Oh, all right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Where did you and think I was gonna say? I'm gonna get some more Mountain Dew, too. I, I forgot about the Snickers. It was, um, Aquabats. Yeah. You would like Mountain Dew. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Could you tell by the homemade, um, EP sing- or vinyl single holder that I made? Which one? Yeah, that. that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, that's what that is. Yeah. Damn, Doug. You and I live different lives. Dude, I've, I've collected a lot of vinyl over the years. Dumpster Baby Trophy winner. Oh, yeah. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> I won I won a trivia contest. Cool. And that was the grand prize. Along with um, a shirt and season one of two of the DVD, which I already had. So I uh, you know, cool. sold it. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I sold it. Book number 17. Listen, Doug, I unfortunately think I might have to leave. Oh. Kind of soon. Okay. Yeah. Or maybe, like, kind of close to now. Maybe I just realized kind of what time it was. <laughs> Let's call. Got to call my parents. As a Jewish person, I need to call my parents every day. Okay. <laughs> That's what it's going to say on my... My... <laughs> That's what it's going to say on my tombstone. <laughs> Oh, my tombstone's going to say, "Call." I called my parents every day. <laughs> and then people will see it and go, aw. Aw. Or, you're welcome. Is that what? <laughs> okay. okay, I should probably go. Okay. Um, All right, I'm so happy that we uh, sketched out your 17 books. Dude, this is awesome. Thanks awesome. for having me over to the yes. podcast. And please uh, plug plug stuff you want my podcast no joke my podcast my this it's called no joke it's called no joke yes 
I no joke want to plug it, and it's called No Joke. I want to plug it. It's on headgum.com, and it's hosted by my partner, Billy Scafuri, and myself. Cool. All right. Cool. Thanks Uh, for having me, man. Yeah, thanks for doing it. Yeah. And this has been You and Me in Thoughts and Talk with Doug Culp and... Adam! (laughs) And I just died. Adam Lustig. Oh, wait, what's your Twitter? At Adam Lustig. Okay. (laughs) Okay.